there was a lot of uh, noise in the neighborhood and uh, we just had to wait for it to subside because nothing else worked so that uh, put us back by around 2 hours or so and uh, that delay itself highlights the very need for upanishads hmm? the meaning of life the meaning of time the significance if any of the new year the meaning of celebration the role of music in excitement and loss of consciousness so all these things are there and they affect our life quite intimately quite deeply but in the absence of uh, wisdom like that from the upanishads we fail to grasp the importance of these issues and uh, therefore we live our lives in in very mechanical programmed and unfortunately unconscious ways we are on a mission to challenge and change all of that obviously it's a colossal task we want to address the youth especially because uh, they are the most vulnerable section when it comes to maya and equally they are the most promising section when it comes to liberation unattended they will fall prey to maya educated illuminated they will find liberation easier than grown-ups and experienced people do because youth has the energy the urge for freedom the exuberance that the pursuit of liberation requires right what a very she is telling us today he verily who knows that supreme brahm becomes himself brahm one of the famous excerpts from the upanishadic treasure ब्रह्मवेद ब्रह्मवते द लास्ट वर्ड ऑन ऑल डुअलिटी 
Brahmavidya, Brahma knowledge or Brahma realization is no ordinary knowledge. You cannot have it. In other words, you cannot have it remaining who you are. You will know Brahma only at the cost of losing yourself. This is not the kind of knowledge that you can put in your arsenal is not the kind of knowledge that the ego can co-opt what does it mean to become brahma you have to lose yourself. You cannot have this knowledge if you are not prepared to dismiss yourself, dispose yourself of. If you are not someone who can put the old, jaded, faded self in the waste bin, this knowledge cannot come to you. This is not mathematics, this is not medical science, this is not physics, chemistry, this is not even cosmology, this is not even psychology. This is what distinguishes spirituality from all other fields of education. In other fields of education, knowledge comes to you. Hmm? You change to the extent that you become the knowledgeable one from the one lacking in knowledge. To that extent, and only to that extent, common worldly knowledge changes you. Hmm? How have you changed? Before the knowledge of mathematics, you were someone who didn't know mathematics. After studying mathematics for 10 years, you are someone who knows mathematics? To that extent you have changed. Now this is very peripheral change. Mathematics didn't change your greed, your anger, your lust, your ignorance. They remained and remaining, they would now use mathematics to attain their ends. I was greedy before I knew mathematics. I am greedy after I know mathematics. Before mathematics, my greed couldn't expand itself much couldn't attain its desires to a great extent because I was mathematically handicapped. You know, all greed is of objects and all objects can be enumerated. So if you want to fulfill your greed, you need knowledge of numbers. 
because greed involves quantities therefore you require quantitative tools which is mathematics having known mathematics now now i use mathematics to extend my greed to a greater extent so i have changed in the sense that now i am a knower of mathematics but i have not changed in the sense that i am still greedy not only have i not changed my old self is happily able to use my new knowledge for its own ancient purposes you see what happens to knowledgeable and educated people their old primitive self uses the new recent knowledge to further its ancient tendencies the ancient is using the recent the ancient is using the recent what's recent the the bleeding edge mobile telephone that you have just bought for a couple of lakh rupees right that's recent what's ancient the tendency to befool someone to trap someone and that tendency is now finding expression through your most recent acquisition so it appears that something very recent very current is happening but the fact is what is happening is very very primitive primitive boring repetitive hmm how does it sustain it sustains by wearing the mask of the recent so we keep feeling something new has happened the new era has arrived if you could realize that you are moving into the new year with your primordial tendencies why would you celebrate because nothing new is happening not that the new cannot happen but it's not happening at least on this particular date if you just want to have a shot of entertainment that's all right but if you are using this date to signify newness if you are using this day as a harbinger of change in your life then you are deceiving yourself the date has changed you are the same you are the same person who was once roaming the jungles nothing has inwardly changed we are fearful we are narrow minded we act in ignorance we act on impulse we want instant happiness nothing like the bigger picture matters to us we live on the surface we don't want to dig deep and we have been like this since a million years now what's new the facade what's new the mask yeah like a person carrying the virus being very particular about changing his masks six times a day the fellow is carrying the virus within 
What does he keep changing? The mask. Red, blue, green, yellow, plain, textured. That's what keeps changing. Inwardly, we remain the same and sick. In fact, that's the reason why we require so much celebration. Because we have nothing to celebrate. It's ironical, but take it. We require so much celebration exactly because we have nothing worth celebrating in our lives. Had you had something worth celebrating in your life, the celebration would have already happened. It wouldn't have waited for the New Year Eve. No? When you are really blissful, do you postpone your smile? You just smile. You don't say, I'll wait for that particular day and then I'll celebrate. If you have to date, wait for a particular date, It's a bad date. No? You're really overflowing with gratitude. You schedule an appointment to hug someone? Do you? If you do, there is no gratitude. Celebration that requires planning betrays a lack of celebration. Do we get this? Brahma knowledge is entirely different. But we don't seem to wrap our heads around this thing. We insist that we want to have spiritual knowledge. Now you cannot have spiritual knowledge. It's just too big for your little container. Mathematics, irrespective of how expansive it is, can be contained in your little head. But not even one verse of the Upanishads can be contained in your head. That's the difference between mathematics and spirituality. If you are brainy enough, you can have all the mathematics in your head without having changed even a little from your previous self. You have just become more knowledgeable. Your center hasn't changed. Do you get this difference? There's a difference between having more knowledge versus being a different self. The nature of Brahma Vidya is negative. It reduces, it demolishes. What? The one who is taking the Vidya. Brahma knowledge is a unique, special kind of knowledge that acts to reduce and dissolve the knower. It does not become a thing in the hands of the knower. 
it keeps reducing the size and the hands of the knower. You are holding so much in your hands. You cannot hold Brahma Vidya. Brahma Vidya will in fact reduce the capacity of your hands to hold knowledge. Hold in the sense of being identified with knowledge. Not that after Brahma Vidya, you will lose all the knowledge stored in your memory. It will remain. But your propensity to identify with knowledge would reduce ultimately to zero. Are you kidding? Think over it, think over it, keep contemplating. Brahmavid, Brahmav Bhavate. Are you Brahma yet? If not, then you know nothing of Brahm. Irrespective of the number of years you have listened to the sages and the teachers, you know nothing of Brahm. If you still are yourself, to be Brahm is to not remain yourself. That's all. When it is said that the knower of Brahm becomes Brahm, That does not mean Brahm is some special state that you attain. Though that's what the ego would want to believe. I will remain in my Brahm state. I am hmm? still there. It's just that my state has changed to Brahm state. No, Brahm is no state of the ego. Brahm is an absence of the ego. getting it so you want to check whether real spiritual knowledge has come to you see whether you are still intact if you still exist you know nothing of spirituality if you still exist you know nothing worth knowing if you still exist you only know of things that would corrupt you even further to be more accurate, if you still exist, you will use everything that you know to corrupt yourself even further. Because that's exactly what the purpose of your existence is. To continue, to remain. I exist and I must continue to exist. Irrespective of how wretched I am. Irrespective of the stink that arises from me, I must still exist. And if I must exist, then being vulnerable and weak as I am, I must use all my resources just for one purpose, which is self-defense. Mathematics is for self-defense. Psychology is for self-defense. History is for self-defense. Logic is for self-defense. Everything is for self-defense because the ego is inherently very, very weak and therefore insecure and therefore at the risk of perishing any moment. It keeps dying continuously, you know. Getting it. He verily who knows that supreme Brahm becomes himself Brahm. Now comes something quite intriguing. In his Kul, Kul could be variously taken as lineage or community. None exists who knows not the Brahm. This, this is very interesting. Brahma knowledge, if it is real, would not only dismantle you, take you out, hack you down, 
whichever way you want to put it you know depends on your relationship with your ego if you respect your ego a lot then you will say brahm knowledge will sublimate my ego if you are someone who has started disliking himself he'll say brahm knowledge would hack my ego down whichever way you put it what you want to say is brahma knowledge let's your ego remain no more so that was the first part you do not remain anymore and then it is said not only do you not remain anymore even those around you cannot remain anymore no it does not say that the knower of brahm pulls the entire world to some kind of mythical enlightenment no not that but something very practical is being said it does not say that the brahma knower knows brahm and keeps brahma to himself or herself we do not need to talk of genders here the brahmanoer does not subscribe to any gender so when i say himself i refer to both the genders i could have equally well said herself maybe at some point i will hmm? the brahmanoer does not keep brahma to himself that would have been an extreme and the brahmanoer is not being said to enlighten the entire universe that would be another extreme see what is being said here it draws my attention the brahmanoer brings everybody in his community to brahm now here in comes the role of the person the person remains and the limits of the person remain so while inwardly you are the great unending unlimited sky but your body is still a speck of dust the effort that is needed to be put with respect to others has to come from the body therefore the body obviously will do only as much as it can it has limited strength and were still limited time but in that limited time the sages ever at least the community the knower belongs to at least the biological family the knower belongs to will be pulled to light this much will definitely happen the word used is kul now kul can refer to many things therefore i used a very general term community those around you those with whom you commune if you commune with your family you will pull your family up but not everybody communes with his family if you commune with your friends you will pull them up hmm you commune with colleagues in your organization you will pull them up what is certain is there are going to be many who would receive grace from you not your grace grace from you you being the carrier of the grace 
right and that's what each of us must strive to do to to bring the light to as many others as possible obviously you must know in advance that you are limited that you'll not be able to change the entire universe as you see it but if your knowledge is real you will distribute it you will rather radiate it becoming knowledge itself you will be a veritable advertisement of knowledge wherever you stand who is the knower or the gyani you could call him an undercover agent of brahm a mobile advertisement of brahm you have seen those vans whose sides are painted with advertisements that's the brahm knower mobile advertisement brahm exploits him to the hilt all his life he is doing just one thing advertising brahm making brahm available and attractive to others you know the sides of the van read brahm the selective one come 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 and when you open the doors of the van what do you find inside a lot of stuff that assists you in reaching brahm or becoming brahm so he is the advertisement as well as the agent he is the advertisement as well as the delivery point unique no that's the life of the brahmanover he ends he comes to life he comes to life he brings to life the rishis were not the ones to brag without substance if they say something it holds weight hmm? equally you must know that given the limitations of your carnal existence there is only so much that you can do great saints transformed the geographies they roamed hmm? but it would be too much to expect gautam buddha to have an effect on europe in his lifetime but he crisscrossed the entire northern part of the country northern and northeastern and given the limitations of his body and time did as much as he could hmm? we require many to do as much 
as they can. The funny thing is you cannot do anything till you are. Once you are not, you do a lot. <laughs> if you find yourself unable to do a lot, then you must know that it's still not that you are not. Lose yourself and win the game. Keep yourself and keep losing life. Are we making sense? He crosses beyond sorrow, he crosses beyond sin, he is delivered from the knotted cord of the secret heart and becomes immortal. Big words. Difficult to comprehend from the limited mind if you want to use your limited means and conventional definitions. He crosses beyond sorrow. What is that? Crosses beyond sin. What is that? He is delivered from the knotted cord of the secret heart and becomes immortal. How exactly? How exactly can someone become immortal? All this is so easy to understand. The moment you put your finger on the central thing and its subsequent absence, To experience sorrow, there must remain someone to experience sorrow. So what does it mean to cross beyond sorrow? There remains no one now who can experience sorrow. Dead men don't cry or do they? There is no one now here. Who will feel sad or bad? Gone. I am dead. Who is there to cry? There was someone who could be hurt. There was someone who had self-interest. There was someone who had associations with the past. He is gone. He is dead. He won't cry anymore. He crosses beyond sorrow. There is nothing here that can be hurt anymore. You cannot drive a nail into the open sky, can you? Of course, your nail is sharp and pointed. It strikes fear in the hearts of those who exist. They look at the missile in your hand and quiver. Such a sharp nail. And to drive the sharp nail, you are carrying a heavy hammer. Huh? A frightening sight indeed. But none of this would frighten the one who does not exist. <laughs> I do not exist. What would you drive your nail into? What would your hammer smash? It would pass right through me. 
it would pass right through me i'll offer no resistance i have nothing to secure i have nothing to defend whatever you say will pass through me because there is nothing here to resist whatever is happening ego comes from prakriti and ego seeks to defend itself against prakriti no we arise from the soil and we take so much care to wash off the soil every day it is prakriti that is vulnerable to prakriti only the body is vulnerable to prakriti only prakriti can be harmed by prakriti when you are not prakriti anymore which nail which hammer which soil can harm you there is only prakriti and the self right only these two there self obviously cannot be harmed only prakriti physical nature can be harmed but that can be harmed only when you are the physical nature when you are not that who can harm you as long as you are the body a thousand things can harm you when you are not the body what can harm you so you go beyond sorrow you go beyond resistance you go beyond defeat you go beyond death the body will die what will happen to you will you remain even to say i will remain is gross materialization the body will die what will happen to you just remain silent do not say i am immortal i will remain if the upanishads use the word immortal all they mean is absence of death they do not mean something positive or something affirmative if you say i am immortal you have already materialized yourself you have defeated the purpose of the upanishads the body has died what has happened to you mu as the saying is in mu the question is irrelevant that's what mu means hmm or the question is inviting an answer that is beyond the dimension of the question mu the body will die what will happen to you you will still remain right happily you will survive roaming the continents like an invisible supersonic jet with all its steel cover you will do whatever you want no radar will catch you that's our conception of immortality no the body will die what will happen to you mu i was not i am not how can i ever ever be immortal when i cannot even die how can i be deathless i do not exist even to die how can i exist to be deathless when i am not even mortal how can i be immortal i am not if i am not how can i be immortal because the moment i say i am immortal i have said i am you are not mortal you equally you are not even immortal when you say you are mortal you say i am mortal oh see what you have done you have ratified the ego i am when you say you are immortal what do you say i am immortal again the ego is happy the body will die the body is the body will die i do not know he crosses beyond sin why does he cross beyond sin for sin to exist there must pre exist a sinner 
I know neither virtue nor vice. I know no sin. I am incorruptible because I am not. So great I am just because I am not. Let's say there is a point of ruckus. Huh? A bar or some place where all the drunkards are breaking each other's head. No? Everybody is drunk. All are crashing into each other. Chairs are being flung around. Waiters are being used as missiles. This is the scenario. If people find no one else to bash up, they are beating themselves up. That kind of wisdom. Huh? Now who is great here? Who is great here? The one who is not here. I am great because I am not. Who is great here? The one who is not here. This place of drunkenness is called the world. Who is great in the world? Who is not of the world? If you are a part of that melee, if you are a part of that drama, then you are just like any other person who is a part of that drama. Do not be there. He is delivered from the knotted cord of the secret heart. This is a Vedantic concept. The knot in the heart. Hmm? This concept exists to explain how the material body and the semi-material consciousness coexist. The sages say there is a secret knot. Otherwise, these two couldn't have coexisted. And the secret knot is the cause of all your suffering. It is the cause of your identification with the material. Hmm? Consciousness, pure consciousness is immaterial, right? Then how does it become impure? by identifying with the material very inexplicable it is no pure consciousness pure self how does it come to identify with impurity so the sages said there is a secret knot maya has done it Maya has tied the pure with the impure. Consciousness with the body. Purush with Prakriti. And there is a knot. Hmm? A cord is there. You need to cut the cord. The knot needs to be opened.
he is delivered from the knotted cord of the secret heart and becomes immortal the body dies when you are in knots with the body then you too die or at least you think that you are dying or will die once that needless connection with the material is severed there remains no one to die except the body and then the death of the body is just a thing in prakriti it will then no more carry the connotations that it currently does for you because our consciousness is tied to the body therefore the death of the body becomes so meaningful to us we feel something devastating is going to happen no nothing body is just going to pass from one state to the other nothing really special is happening but something very very devastating is happening if you are the body then that change in the configuration of body will mean to you your destruction who likes to be destroyed our nature is to remain indestructible so destruction therefore is so upsetting it is against our nature had mortality been your nature you wouldn't have been afraid of dying mortality is not your nature yet you think you are dying now this gross contradiction turns you crazy my nature is immortality and because that's your nature you don't need to be trained into it you know it your nature is immortality and yet the body is going to die any moment you can't reconcile these two and this paradox keeps sucking the life out of you okay dissociate dissociate be free don't patronize your bondages don't protect the knots getting it